ready. Get ready. Get ready. For the steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steak Shapiro. There's a reason I'm drinking warm vodka in the breaks. Sandra Golden. Listen, I love a petty party and I am right in the heart of it. Rusty Menzel. My grammar hasn't gotten me to this point in my career. And Drew Butler. What are you going to say when it happens that I'm the man? It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome to a Thursday morning. Boy, sometimes you get lucky, right? Rusty Mintel. Not that I don't love having Sandy here on a Thursday, but if uh, the biggest college football story in the last, uh, I don't know, decade happens, you want to have Rusty here and Mike Johnson as well. And Mike, by the way, and I've been listening to you for a long time, working with you for a long time, your stuff on Nick Saban this morning, I mean, I don't think you'll hear anything better in the country you explaining how Nick Saban showed up. Um, it, I, I thought it was great what you said about Mike Shula. Explained about Nick Saban walking in. The difference how Saban did the Deion Sanders thing. Did you hear his story I about I haven't heard it yet, no. So, yeah, the, the difference in how he did it. Because you said he did a little bit of a Deion at Colorado. Remember, he's showing up at campus. Yeah. Alabama ain't Alabama. And right. you're one of those guys that's responsible right. for the fact that Alabama football is not where it's supposed to be. What does he say to you guys? Yeah, Rusty, I, I was telling the story earlier. He walked in, and it wasn't quite, I'm bringing my Louis. It, yeah. was, it was more to the, <laughs> hey, I know you didn't pick me. I didn't yeah. pick you either. Oh my god! Uh, and so let's 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 come Ooh. together on this. And if you want to get on board, right? We'd love we to might have find you. a way. Yeah, we'll, we'd love to have you. But you weren't Nick Saban level recruit, no? Right? No, 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 no. So Boy, how do you win a national title? No offense, but ten years later, th- that that locker room. That weight room looked a lot different than it looked like when Mike Shula's recruiting Jim, Jimmy's kids, right? Joe, Jimmy's you know what's Joe's. funny, man, is I went back probably – I was rehabbing at one point when I was with Atlanta. Probably 2014, I went back and I was rehabbing, and, and Scott Cocker made one of those – one of the uh, the players come up and shake my hand. He was like, go shake his hand right now. Yeah. And they were in the new weight room, which was a $10 million weight room. And he goes, I know you don't know who this guy is, but he's responsible for this building you're in right now. You need to go shake <laughs> oh, that guy's hand. That's it was a funny. great line. Uh, it was uh, – yeah, I mean, look, man. He, I mean, not he, to say you weren't highly recruited. No, no, no. I, I completely understand what you're saying because you're right. Uh, but Nick Saban and Kirby's the same way. They have a set of guidelines and guardrails that, if you follow it, will lead you to success, right? They, they have this certain set of circumstances that this is what you're going to eat, this is what you're going to do, this is how long you're going to study, this is what your grades are going to be, this is – these. A, a, an assistant coach at every at every weight rack, and and, and at every weight rack. At every watch, weight finish rack, that sentence. There's, a, there's an assistant coach, somebody holding a clipboard at every weight rack you're in not the cheating, weight room. You're not cheating a that rep. is counting your reps. It's not like, hey, go get this pump in. No, you don't even have that opportunity. I'm going to count all eight, all six, all four, all the way down. I'm going to time every forty you run, every every sprint, every one ten, all of it's timed. You just have to apply yourself, and that's why he has had so much success, and that's why Kirby and, continues to have. And success. he turned a team. Your freshman year, what was your record? So we were ten and two when I redshirted, but when my freshman the year Mike Shula was fired, we went six and seven. Okay, right. and, and then didn't Saban lose to who was he lost to? Your big loss the first year. The first year we lost to Florida State. We lost to Louisiana Monroe. Louisiana Monroe, we lost right? Mississippi State. So, so 
So the road to losing to Louisiana Monroe and being what a 500 team under Saban, yeah, we went seven and six the first year, and then you win a national title three years later. Yep. Second year, Stafford throws the touchdown pass in Tuscaloosa. That was that was 07. 07. That was 07. That was the first year we went seven and six. Yeah. And, uh, then, and then y'all come to Athens the next year, and that's that's the famous Scott team. Cochran line. Yeah. You know why they're wearing black because they're going to a funeral. Right. Yeah. Really different team. That uh, was. That was not a good night in Athens for the folks there. Ass kicked. Yeah. So I loved what you said about wh- why you're the, the, the disciplines in your life as a father, as a husband, as an employee or a coworker. You showing up 15 minutes or you still show up 15 minutes early for stuff? Every or time. Ten, not yeah. even like I, we, we've had this conversation on air. There are people around me stress me out because they're not 15 minutes early. Like, and I have to come to grips with that in my life yep. because the rest of the people in my so life have been that because I'm not that. good at it. And I, I heard you this morning and I thought I got to be better. If I, I have a be- meeting at 630, yep. by God, if I'm not there by at least 615, I'm sweating and, bullets. And you got anxiety. And I mean, I mean, Same the way. worst Same fear way. of anxiety. And my, my co-host in the morning will tell you that, that I sweat bullets when I'm not anywhere at least 15 minutes. Away. Does, so that was instilled by Saban immediately right. or what? No, that was over time. You had a once you messed up, and I did mess up on her saving. And it would always be, uh, "Hey, I need to see you in my office." Mm. Hey, why this test grade? You had an exam in in economics. Why did you get a seventy five? I'm looking at your test scores. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at that. You're smarter than that, dude. Like, why'd you get a seventy five? And to the point where I'm just telling you, I I still stress to this day because I'm like I have that nervousness in the back of my mind. He instilled that nervousness. That blame myself in you that that really has carried in everything. That's, that's what man. I was exactly. accountability. Exactly. Period. That, As a human being, exactly. that's what people talk about in sports. Sports creates productive humans. Accountability. Disciplines. 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 Discipline. You can turn on Instagram, and you can watch two hundred of these self help, fitness mindset. Med- they're all kind of saying the same thing that you got to hear every single day. Right. It's still about decisions and disciplines and why CEOs wake up at 4.45 a.m. and why they're in the gym at 5.30 and why then they go through, you know, a 10-minute, you know, calming period or meditation and then why they get on their emails at 6.52 and then how they start their – like there's – you got that every day for three years? Like I didn't I didn't play with Derrick Henry. I didn't play with Tua. But you've heard both those guys speak in the last week, and yep. every word that comes out of them, I can hear it. I can hear it when Derrick Henry's giving his speech and talking about the cafeteria lady, yep. or when Tua says, we failed in every facet, and that starts with me. <laughs> yep. I'm like sitting there, I'm going, I know exactly where that came from. I can just tell you right now, I heard the same thing, and it has pushed into every sector of my life since then. Right. Never, never blame anybody else. It's all about what can I do differently to affect the outcome of what happened. And, and you think Kirby certainly oh, falls in that mold. Oh, the, there's no doubt. One million, you can hear it one million percent. When we ask him today, there's no question. But when you hear Kirby. Oh, yeah. And, and it's not just that he learned from Saban. He was son of a coach. There's grew, a reason he grew, he grew Saban. Up, he grew up in a field house. Saban gravitated to Kirby. Let's not just make it like, you know, Kirby Smart n- needed to be kicked around. There's a reason he attached himself and to he, somebody he took, like Kirby he took Smart. Him, he took him everywhere that Kirby would go. He took him right. to LSU. Right. He took him to Miami. Right. And he took him back to Alabama. Right. Yeah. Because he said, this guy's in and, line. And, with- and, and, and here's the thing. Georgia came after – Mark Rick came after Kirby twice. Twice. 
With, with what position? Defensive equal position. Defense equal position. Equal position. I still have echoes of Kirby in my head when he was at Alabama, and and, and I can still. Uh, you know, I'd go out, I'd go out and block. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd pull around the corner and block one of his DBs, <laughs> and it was, "Hey, he's holding me." <laughs> well, how about you don't let him freaking hold you then? <laughs> don't let him come near you. And uh, what, I mean, I can hear it. PG. I can still that see it here. Kareem, Kareem Jackson, who's still in the NFL, yeah. I can I can hear that conversation. I can hear it. And that was before Kirby was the coordinator. And he was just coaching DBs. Kirby was not the coordinator the first year. It was Kevin Steele. Yeah. Uh, he was coaching DBs. And then second and third year, Kirby became the coordinator. Uh, oh, right. No, nine, my junior and senior year. And I can, I'm telling you, I can <laughs> still hear the echoes. How about you don't let him do it to you then? Don't let, don't let him get near you. How about that? I'm like, yeah. yeah. We need to ask him about the basketball games. They said those basketball games, LSU with Muschamp and yeah. all them, they yeah, said the, those were the, like the noontime, they uh, would throw basketball basketballs at each other. Yeah, they would get pissed <laughs> off. Get, Nick, get would get pissed. Nick would get after it. And he'd always that, get man. to pick his teams. Yeah. You know what it feels like to me is that, you know, Nick Saban will get paid uh, over the next five years. I'm just trying to think, uh, knowing a little bit about that business. I don't know, quarter of a million to show up at your office, speak for an hour, talk about discipline and focus. And, you know, like if he chooses to even if he wants, that, I know yeah. he's making enough money on the, on the car dealers and everything else. But my point is, you got that every day. Like yeah. they're going to be companies that are going to pay him to do two hours with our team about discipline and focus and how to do the right thing. But I mean, you guys live that just like living yeah. with Kirby. Like they're teaching you that. I mean, that's what blew me away this morning. Leadership you said council, everything you do in your life everything. comes back to Nick Saban. It does. It does. You get you could you could my wife could be and in here you right now and she'd tell you the same thing. You were getting C's before Nick Saban, you right. said, right? Sake, I, I was close to, I was close to having to leave. I, that's just that's the that's the brutal truth. I had great test grades, ACT. My my GPA at Heisman was a four point two. You had fun right. on and Thursday. I struggled had, in college. You had fun on Thursday night. I had you? a lot of fun my first uh, three <laughs> semesters. Right? right. But the first thing Nick says, he calls you in. I'm looking at your test scores. I'm looking at your high school GPA. What's your problem, man? Right. Like, what is your problem? You had that conversation. I, it, it, everybody's heard of the guy, the wizard, and he had, you know, the long beard. Yeah. I had my meetings with the Hey, I'm going to send you to this guy. Got to go meet with the wizard. Got to go meet with the psychologist. Got to go meet with this guy. Wow, we got to yeah. figure out what's going on with you, man. Yeah. And, yeah, there Fascinating. I was. Details. Fascinating. Details. Details, accountability, and it's relentless. I, I'm just going to say this. The dude retired at 72 yesterday, State. He was interviewing coaches yesterday morning. Think about that. <laughs> Think about that. There's another guy who lives his life exactly the same way in terms of coaching. He's the number one rumored guy to come to the Falcons. His name is Bill Belichick. Everything you just said about Nick Saban and preparation, how you go about your job and what he expects, the whole notion of do your job. Um, I don't hear a lot of people excited that Bill Belichick's name is attached as the leader for the Falcons job. So I don't know if you want to stick around another segment and talk about that or not. No, you got to go. I got it. Got what? some TV stuff, but uh, wow! Look at him. Look at him. He went from D's. Is that why he went from D's to TV? He's got no hat on. He went from D's to TV. All right. <laughs>